Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia. This is The Breakfast Show. Positively different radio in the morning and you are with Lyle and... Mon, who's not going to be here much longer. He Actually, might, my, might, may already, already even I be gone. Might already be gone. He <laughs> may not be here. This may be gone. Mon's ghost. Yeah, that's it. Me and you and those ghosts, <laughs> I swear. So indeed, today is Tuesday the 11th of September and tomorrow on the 12th of September I am flying to Germany. But this is a delayed broadcast introduction, so who knows, I might already be in Germany. Or in the air. Most or likely in the air. In the air. More Most likely, likely in, the air. in the air. Well, yeah. no. I could. Yeah, I don't fly until tomorrow night. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like nine o'clock at night. And you could be sitting here doing the breakfast show then. <laughs> yeah, in which case you can actually jump across to the live show really quickly. Yeah, and catch catch Mon's last one. Yeah, my there. last one for a few weeks. So, yeah, jump across to the live show. It's super easy. Just go to TuneIn app, uh, download that for free, search for Faith FM Australia, or jump on our website, faithfm.com.au. And of course, you're going to come back to us, right, Mon? Yeah, yeah. Of how, how long? Uh, you, you couldn't stay away. I wouldn't abandon you. No, uh, we love you guys. Yeah, hopefully be back for like the last segment of September but failing that I'll be back uh, in October for Shores. Okay so you're gone for what two weeks? Yeah yeah just two weeks it's not that long. Going for a wedding. Yes a wedding and surprise my grandparents well one of them. <laughs> it's gonna be awesome. Yeah I'm gonna have a great time and I want to check out Prague on the way home as well because you know why not? Prague. It's there. <laughs> it's, it's across the border. Because it's there. That's it. And that's it's awesome. It. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And if you haven't been there, you should go. We have a great show coming up today. We have some really cool stuff happening uh, on today's show. Not only do we have movie tickets to give away, which you can still call up because we uh, we are opening up this for our delayed broadcast listeners as yes, well. that's right. Uh, so we have movie tickets that we're giving away at the end of the show and you are more than welcome to call up to snap those up as well. Uh, we have our quiz, of course. You can test yourself. And we have really exciting announcement. We have exciting news. Oh, we do. Mm, we yes. do. We do. We do. Yes. So stay tuned to hear our you. massive new initiative from the Faith FM Breakfast team and a little bit of our extra stuff out there in the ether for you guys, for our listeners. So, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. So, in uh, the news today, we're going to be talking about violence in mm. uh, Western Australia. We're going to be talking about smoking in the Newcastle Hunter region. And, Mon, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about the good news about good news. Literally. Okay. And I'm going to continue talking about it tomorrow as well because it was so good. So what you're going to talk about is that the the, the simple reality that here on Faith FM, because we present good news all the time, we are actually... um, Helping people get better. Benefiting people's health. That's it. Like literally helping the health. They did a study on it. And uh, we talk about the study today and then um, tomorrow I'm actually going to talk about a bit more of the the nuts and bolts of how they did the study and the exact reactions. And it's, it's just fascinating what encouragement and good news can do for you. But stay tuned. We're going to have that coming up right after this song. Tis so sweet to trust in Jesus, just to take him at his word, just to rest upon his promise, just to know, thus says the Lord.
Welcome back, guys. That was Chelsea Moon with Tis So Sweet to Trust in Jesus. You're listening to Faith FM, and we are about to start our quiz, which I know nothing about because Mon has not put it up on our Instagram Yes. Yet. Well, we don't always want to put it up on Instagram. Yesterday it was actually... No, it's not. I'm just experimenting with how it works. And, uh, you <laughs> yeah. think there's a rule, but there's no rule. Um, so, actually, yesterday was won by an Instagrammer. So, what I like to do is if it was won by an Instagrammer one day, I like to have the live listeners get ahead on the clues the next day, and then we alternate. See what I did there? Mm-hmm. Changed did. it up. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yesterday, yeah. Cre- <laughs> yesterday. See, I need to be able to come up with creative stuff like this when I stuff up on radio. I, this is not a stuff up. Because if we put them up, if the bigger our Instagram following grows, like the more our quiz is going to be continuously stuffed up by our Instagram listeners. Everybody just needs to get on Instagram. And I like to make it fair. You know, I'm a fair kind of gal. So, uh, yesterday, we like to say congratulations to Hannah Jade. Uh, who won the quiz? Of course, the answer was Andrew, the disciple mm-hmm. Andrew. Yes, and uh, and she's very kindly sending the prize to her friend instead of to herself. Oh, nice. Yeah, yes, good on you, Hannah. And uh, okay, but today we have a brand new quiz, brand new opportunity to win. No one on Instagram is ahead of you today, listeners. Uh, you had the first clue out. And I'll put it up on Instagram afterwards, make you feel special. So get your phones ready, 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. What am I? First clue, you were not to have steps that led to this. You were not to have steps that led to this. And Lyle is... Correct. (laughs) (laughs) He made a spelling mistake and I wasn't going to give it to him until he corrected his spelling. (laughs) He's written it down. He is correct. So today you can win a prize. Just give us a call now, 1-800-FAITH-FM. If you know what you are not supposed to have steps to lead to, this is... That's a funny way there to put it. There you go. Anyway, we are also It's a thing. It's a thing. It is indeed. It is a thing. Is what am I? And uh, we are also, uh, along with our prize for our quiz, we're giving away some more movie tickets. Um, this movie, uh, Tortured for Christ by the Voice of the Martyrs uh, team, is an incredible movie. It's just one of those life-changing films. You know how every now and then you watch a film that just really shakes mm-hmm. you up and changes your life? This is one of those films. It absolutely is. Yeah. So we're going to be giving away some more tickets uh, at the end of our show as our giveaway, our And to get the, get to, to get the true impact, you need to have the big screen experience yeah you know it's um it just makes it feel real mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um big you know particularly it was filmed in a real location where the events actually happened yeah uh and 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 then you see these you, you see these events being played out in front of you and it's like yeah this happened here this is not you know this hasn't been dramatized to make it look you know infinitely worse than mm-hmm. what it would have been this is what it is this yeah. is the actual mm-hmm. this is the actual place this is the actual thing this is where it actually happened. You and know, this is this is where you know this person actually died. This is where this person was beaten to death. This is where this person, you know, suffered in their cell. Um, and, and and you see it all right there. It's it's um. And Voice of the Martyrs, incredibly, Voice of the Martyrs, kindly um, invited Faith FM team to uh, come to the premiere on Saturday night. And now they've also given us tickets to give away to our listeners. And so all this week we'll be giving away tickets. Um, there's going to be it's going to be premiering in different states. Yes, so uh, Victoria and Western Australia. Yep. This Saturday night, fifteenth yep. of September. So those are the tickets we're giving away this week, Victoria and. Uh, and um, 
Western Australia. So if you are in Victoria or in Western Australia, or if you just know someone in Victoria or Western Australia, you would like to gift the tickets to, you can absolutely do that. The tickets come in email form uh, and you can either just show your phone when you go um, through the entry or you can print them out ahead of time. So don't stress thinking, oh, they'll never reach my place in time if we send them from from here in, in New South Wales because we just email them to you and you can have them straight away. Uh, so stick around. We are going to be um, giving you those away at the end during our outro. And we're going to play the song yes. that was written by Richard Wormbrandt's cellmate. So Richard, Richard Wormbrandt, Wormbrandt, this is a story of how he was tortured mm-hmm. um, for his Christian uh, beliefs during um, uh, the communist era in Romania. And yeah, his cellmate wrote a beautiful song and, uh, and they performed it on Saturday night. And uh, we've managed to get a copy of it. Lyle did a bit of procuring. And, uh, and it's a very touching, beautiful song. And mm-hmm. we've, um, we've been allowed to play the song. And we're going to be playing it as our exit song this morning. So after we have given away the tickets at the end of the show, we'll be playing it. It's called I Will Not Forget. Okay, Mon, what have we got for positively different news this morning? Yes, positive like Duff Front News. Actually, really cool stuff happening. Uh, I know that like, I know that some people think that p- the power of positivity is a bunch of like nonsense jargon and we always need to harden up and have a cup of concrete kind of a thing. But they're doing some studies that show that patients will actually recover more quickly when the doctor uses different words. How insane really? is that? How, yeah, that's that's the minuteness of the power of positivity. Like, it's not just like it makes you feel good. Like, it actually does your your body, your system good. It, it has a healing effect. This is what good words will do for you. Like, it's just incredible. So, they did a new study um, and uh, a healthcare provider uh, decided to, to test this out. And so, they studied it and... They said that when the doctor offers a few encouraging words about their patient's recovery time, um, their symptoms are significantly reduced. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, and so a dose of reassurance is what they're calling it. And, uh, and you know how sometimes doctors can be a little bit vague and they don't really tell you and you're like, oh, what's going to happen to me? I'm going to die. So if they can reassure you, they can actually help you recover and heal faster. Ah, this is fascinating. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's funny because like, I don't want to say the word placebo, but it actually like can help you feel better and um, and actually help the healing process. So by saying it, it it itself becomes the medication. Do you know what Mm -hmm, I mean? mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so they said there was a Leah Crum, who is assistant uh, professor of psychology at Stanford University. Um, She said for many uh, conditions, the simple act of being reassured by a medical professional can aid in the healing process. And we needn't always rely on medication and procedures to make us feel better. My hope is that findings like this will inspire... um, additional research on the psychology mechanisms of assurance as well as promote training and compensation for physicians to more effectively leverage psychology forces in their practice which I think is I think this is actually something I'm quite quite um, interested in Mm -hmm. and um yeah, even a little bit passionate about because people who are educated we we give them a lot of credibility yeah, and we tend to believe them because they've got the degree and they've got the smarts. And so, if somebody who is educated and we respect and we believe what they're going to say, and they say it with confidence, comes along and says, "You've got six months to live." Typically, people will die in six months' time. Yeah, yeah. Um, alternatively, you find those people who are like, "Well, I've got six months to live, but hang that, there's no way I'm going to die in six months." Yep. Mm-hmm. And you know, you, you've got. Uh, in fact, we've got a story. Um, an interview that I did that I, I recorded of, of a man um, who was given six months to live 
uh, his name's Leo, coming up later in the week, who's still going strong after 10 years, Mm -hmm. simply because he did not believe the professional. You've got another friend, Michael, who, uh, you know, a a similar story. And, you know, by the grace of God, he's he's, he's going many, many years later after he was supposed to to have uh, passed away. And, you know, there's so many instances of, of people who were dying in hospital and all, you know, the doctors are at their wits' end. There's nothing they can do. And so all they've done to cure them is to actually lie to them. Yeah. Oh, we found the problem. We're gonna, you're going to be fine in such an, you know, in, in, in four weeks' time. In four weeks' time, they walk out of the hospital. Yeah. It's, I feel when doctors Now, I don't the, think that we should be lying yeah, ever. I don't yeah. think that that's appropriate. But it's just, it's, it's, it's incredible that the power of the mind is the incredible human mind thing. can do, yeah. Yeah. And I, I often think that when pe- when doctors say to someone, "Oh, you've got six months to live," I almost feel like they're pronouncing a death sentence. Like it's yeah. I mean, it's it's a catch twenty two because do you, what what do you do when you see somebody's got a terminal illness and you uh, honestly look at it and go, you know, there's, this person doesn't mm-hmm. have a hope. Are you mm-hmm. going to say, "Hey, you're going to live forever"? You know, that wouldn't be a, an eth- ethical thing to do either. So where yeah. do you draw the line here, Mon? Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you. Sh- I would. I guess I would like to. I think if it was a doctor, if I was a doctor, I'd probably tell them the statistics. I'd say, look, most people who have this don't survive past another six months. However, that necessarily doesn't have to be you. You could, um, you know, and encourage them to get past. I, yeah, I don't know. It's a hard one. Yeah, because mm. you, don't, you don't want to lie. Well, here's the thing. In Western society, it would be very, very rare that you'd have somebody come into your in, in to see you with a terminal illness that could not improve their life and lengthen their life expectancy by lifestyle change. Yeah, that's true. Because it's pretty rare to find somebody who uh, can't improve their lifestyle somewhere. I mean, you're the listener. Stop and think about your lifestyle. Is there anything you, you mm-hmm. is there anything mm-hmm. that you can't do? I mean, there's there's lots of things that we could all do to improve our lifestyle, and maybe that's the path that we should be going down and saying, "Hey, look, you know, people typically uh, might have six months to live, but uh, change your lifestyle, and anything could happen." Hey, if you're a listener who's had a death sentence proclaimed on them by a doctor, and maybe you've lived past it, or maybe you're still coming up to the due date, so to speak, give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. One eight hundred. Faith FM is our number. Give us a call and uh, weigh in on this one. What a wondrous love is this, oh my soul, my soul. What a wondrous love is this, oh my soul.
Listening to Jaden Levick with Wondrous Love here on Faith FM and Mon, another clue for our quiz. Yes, okay. What am I? Clue number two. Noah built one of these. Mm, what Noah. did Noah no, build? Don't say anything. Don't what did say anything. Noah don't. build. Oh my goodness, please stop that talking. He was, uh, let's hear about the news was now, not Lyle. To have steps shh, leading up to it. Shh, shh, Lyle. No I steps have, allowed. No, no, just please. Marta, our producer, can you turn off his microphone or something? <laughs> Do you know what happened, Marta, yesterday? You know how he often gives away the answer? Yesterday often, he started often, a new often, bad often habit. He started giving away extra clues, just randomly started talking about the extra clues coming up. And we're like, that's the next segments clues and he's just giving them all we just need to mute him when we do the quiz (laughs) just mute him entirely let's hear about the news Lyle yes 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 whatever okay so um, Mon where would you uh, um, where where, where do you think is a safer country to live Western Australia or the United States I like how you think Western Australia is its own country because that's what it ought to be (laughs) (laughs) did I say country or did I say place you said country and then you said Western Australia (laughs) Uh, what do I think is a safer place place to live Western Australia or the United States. Yeah. I have lived in both. Um, I'm going to say WA just because it's my hometown. I feel like I think we we generally think of Western Australia as a pretty safe place to live. Yeah. I mean, especially because it's so remote and you just like have something happen, you just run off into the outback and just, you know, get away from stuff. Mm. But I, I have to tell you, I didn't particularly feel unsafe in either countries but looking at stats but like you know crazy people shooting up and stuff like that i would definitely say wa is the safest by far yeah apart from all the snakes and spiders fair enough so uh, in the united states uh 135 people die per year on average over the last 10 years from mass shootings yeah that's that's pretty yeah it's pretty heavy figure Mm -hmm. 135 uh and that's in a population of 325 million Western okay. Australia in the last four months has had 15 people die uh, from mass murder and that's a population of 2.5 million. Oh, wow. So that is a mass murder rate if you break it down on a per month basis. Uh-huh. Over the last four months, uh, Western Australia has had a mass murder rate 40 times higher than the US over the last 10 years. Whoa. That's 
Crazy surprising. Now, if Western Australia has no more mass murders this year, mm-hmm. uh, that means that it will only be 10 times higher than the United States. I'm going to need the copy of this segment so I can give it to my parents who like hate the fact that I travel so much and they just want me to stay home <laughs> <laughs> so I can prove to them how much unsafe Australia Yeah, of course, is. this comes on the uh, on the back of uh, Anthony Robert Harvey who just uh, murdered five family members in Bedford, yeah. Western Australia. Just a horrific... Um, terrible. 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 Western Australia is being hit hard over the mm-hmm, last few mm-hmm. months and uh, I think it sort of brings it into – it highlights the fact that, you know, bad things – we often like to poke the finger at America. And one of the reasons that we poke the finger at America is the – we have a little bit of the, the big dog, little dog syndrome. Yeah. Where America is the big, powerful, you know, dominant superpower. We kind of relate to the United States because we are a new world country. We have a lot of things in common with them. We watch a lot of their media, you know, all of this kind of thing. And so we we, we see them as being, you know, very close and very similar to us. I think we relate more to the United States than we do to England, um, you know, which, of course, is where we all sort of originated, you know, from as in, in Western society. Uh, but, you know, you see, we, we, we like to point the finger over there, but if we look in our own backyard, it's not always so good. Yeah, no. I mean, this is a bit of a spike that we've mm-hmm. had, but uh, even if you look at the stats of mass murder, which is, you know, four or more people over, um, you know, the last decade or so, our mass murder rate is relatively much the same as uh, the United States with their um, incidences of, of mass shootings. Yeah. I mean... It- is it different styles of mass murder? Like because oh yes, oh yes. I feel absolutely. like in Australia, like it's someone like loses their mind and shoots their family, and where in America, someone loses their mind, gets a gun and mows and down shoots, a shoots public. Yeah, yeah. Public that area. is that, that is the big difference between yeah, Australia. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They call it familiar side. Uh, oh, okay. In Australia, which is typically where a lot of our mass murders take place, whereas mm-hmm. the United States is less likely to do that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, they're more likely to. Um, yeah, just to to, to just Turn go on a random public. spree yeah, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yes. The Bible the Bible talks about you know dangerous times at the end of time. The, the Bible says you know evil men will grow worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. The Bible says the love of many will wax cold. And once again, these are signs of the times mm. that uh, you know we need to be aware that Jesus is coming back soon. Yeah, absolutely. And mm. um, yeah, it's 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 really disheartening. Um, but it is also something that we can take hope in that this is a sign that Jesus is coming soon yeah. and it's not going to be like this forever or for very much longer even. <coughs> another another subject that we could probably talk about this morning or will talk about is smoking in the Hunter Newcastle area. So this is in our backyard. Okay. And smoking in our backyard, Mon, is 16% of the population, which is significantly higher than the average, the national average, which is only 12%. What's going on? We've had a bit of a plateau over the last uh, over the last few years, and uh, yeah, it, we, we need to get back on the on the bandwagon and start um, doing some serious work in this particular region right here. But before we continue talking about that, mm. I have Felly on the line. Oh, good morning, Felly. How are you? Hey, good morning, Lyle. Good morning, Moon. How are you guys? Oh, we're doing well. Are you calling up because you know an answer to a certain quiz, Feli? Yes. <laughs> oh, good on you. Yes. <laughs> if I win, I'm going to give that to my friend. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> Thank you. And that is the ARC. No. no. Oh, no. It's- oh, no. 
It's actually, <laughs> it's actually not the ark. I thought the one, I thought the clue about Noah having built one of these might make it a bit of a, a tricky one, is, but it's is, actually not the ark. This is something else that Noah oh, no, built. <laughs> but you know what? We'll let you we'll let you listen to a few more clues, and if you can figure it out later in the show, you're more than welcome to call back and guess again, Feli. I tell you what, Feli, do a bit of research real quick and uh, and give us a call oh, back, okay. and uh, we'll we'll still have a prize for you. Oh, thank you very much. Have a wonderful day, Feli. God bless. That was Feli from Queensland having a a red hot go at the quiz. Yes, we love Feli. Feli is one of our regular listeners and and we treasure her and cherish her uh, her support. That was was a trick question though. Noah built one of these. Yeah, I knew it was (laughs) good. That's why I didn't want you to talk about it because I didn't want you to say it wasn't the Ark because I was like, everyone's going to think it's this the Ark. (laughs) (laughs) It's not the Ark, but Uh, yeah. There you go. All right, so what else did did Noah build? Noah built something else. Please, please let's stop talking about it. I'm so going to give it away. Noah built a bunch of stuff, but it was not the Ark. Anyway, smoking in the Hunter Valley. Why are we? Why is that region? Yeah, we've, 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 we've kind of backed off on um, on doing stuff about it over the last four years, and so it's it's plateaued. That's a shame because but, it was um, really working well. It was. It was. And uh, 21% of men and 11% of women. That's that's very high amongst men. I was mm-hmm. really really surprised to see that. Um, that figure right there because you just don't see people smoking these days. Yeah. Because there's basically nowhere where you are allowed to smoke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not allowed to smoke in pubs or clubs or parks or private property or, or is it like four meters in front of any sort of a building or something like anywhere, that? Anywhere anywhere there's anything over your head other than a tree. Mm-hmm. Um and Which is great. Yes, yeah, it's, it's fantastic. But uh, the good news is, of course, that they are planning to increase um tobacco, anti tobacco campaigns in the media. Oh good. So they're gonna be spending some money. Um, thirteen point five million uh, for the twenty eighteen twenty nineteen uh, season, and you look at that. That's a lot of money, but it's only a drop in the bucket compared to what we're spending on healthcare, healthcare. for people, of course, mm-hmm. uh, who smoke. Um, the proposal is to remove tobacco vending machines, to force all tobacco sellers to have a license to sell tobacco, and to make pubs and clubs truly smoke free. What does that mean, truly smoke-free? It means that you can't – well, at the moment, you know, you can smoke in the backyard. Oh, okay, right. So right. just, just – yeah, know, you have yeah. To be, you have to be out on the street, on the corner, no roof over your head. Yep. You know, all of that kind yep, of stuff. absolutely. I and, think that's uh, a great idea. Yeah, all, all of these are steps in the right direction. I would love to and see them what ban I see supermarkets from selling cigarettes. That's where most people get them from, Woolies and Coles. I'd yep. love to see that yep. banned. Make it as hard as possible. Yeah. You can't just go to a supermarket and buy lettuce and a packet of cigarettes. That, sh- that, shouldn't, that shouldn't be allowed. And, of course, the really sad thing about smoking is that it only really affects the bottom rung of society. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, the stats show that it's low income, unemployed, uh, mentally ill people and homeless people that uh, are addicted, are addicted mm-hmm. to smoking. And so those are the people that we need to be helping. And one way is by making things, uh, you know, making it more difficult to access. Another way is by providing, you know, opportunity for them to be able to give it up. Anyway, we need to move on. That all of the nations be saved From the lips of Messiah We have the promise Behold, I am with you always Across the streets we will go We will go, we will go 
Welcome back, guys. Um, you're listening to Faith FM, and the quiz is still going. We we nearly we nearly had it snapped up. Oh, nearly, but not quite. Very very close. We yes. Had a, we, we, we had a bit of a curveball there. A trick question got that got, got thrown in. It did. It did. I knew people were going to think it was the answer was the ark, but it was not the ark. What am I? This is our third clue. One of these was placed in front of the entrance to the tabernacle. Mm. A tabernacle. What mm. might that be? You're not allowed to have steps up Give us to a call. And Noah built. 1-800-FAITH-FM, 1-800-324-843. Well, I have Boris on the line this morning. Boris is our resident giant, always has good things to say. Boris, welcome to the show. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me. Wait a second. You're a giant. How tall are you? 6'6". Six, six. But Whoa, you are I'm a giant. Too heavy as well. <laughs> yeah, no. When Boris comes into the studio, Boris was going to come into the studio, but he didn't quite make it this morning. But when Boris comes into the studio, he kind of fills that whole end of the studio. You know, it's just like <laughs> we have a small studio. Maybe it's a good thing you're on the phone. <laughs> but uh, Boris is somebody who uh, often has. Um, Interesting things that he has been mulling over, and so we get we get him on an, on a semi regular occasion to find out what it is that has been stirring around inside Boris's head lately. So, Boris, we're wondering what have you been what have you been cogitating on recently, mate? Okay, so recently I've really just been trying to think and study from the Bible to see what is actually the real life impact that the gospel is meant to have on us. Okay. You know, we know we we know we we understand the 
gospel in the sense of we believe Jesus took our place, and so therefore he has the right to give us his place, and he, he gets us into heaven thoroughly, uh, purely just by having faith in what he's done for us. But oftentimes we think of the gospel as just something that'll happen. The effects of the gospel is just something that we anticipate will happen one day. Mm-hmm. But what I've really been studying is, well, what 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 today, what are like, today's effects that the gospel should be having in our life? And it's been really fascinating. Really so Jesus talks about, you know, the power of the gospel, I guess the power of the Holy Spirit being like the wind. You can you can see the effects of it. And, and so, you know, we can see the effects of wind. So we should be able to see the effect of the gospel in our life. Is this, is this where you're heading? Yeah, definitely, definitely. And, and really, I've actually been studying Genesis 2 and 3. And um, Okay, now that's a unique place really, to... Why, why those two chapters? Well, because here's the thing. I'm a big believer. You know how some people say how like, oh, the God in the Old Testament is different to the God in the New? I just yep. utterly disagree with that. And so I think right from the beginning of the Bible... Um, I think I've discovered and we've been able to see that the gospel and the effects of the gospel can already be seen in restoring lives. And, um, and so, yeah, just wanted to go to the very beginning and see, hey, can we see the impact of the gospel at the very beginning already? All right, I'm just going to put that, this out there. Uh, if, uh, if, if, you, if you want to disagree with Boris and you want to say, yes, the God of the Old Testament is different from the God of the New Testament, you've got some good evidence for it, then uh, give us a call. 1-800-324-843 is the number. And, uh, and uh, yeah, share, share your thoughts on that. But, uh, Boris, what have you found in the first three chapters of Genesis in relationship to the All gospel? Right. So here's the statement I'm, gonna, I'm just going to throw out there. Mm-hmm. God did not make Adam and Eve. Now, do not mean that he did not create two people. Yeah, you're going to say you better clarify that one. Yep, yep. Now, I didn't. I do not mean he didn't make those people because it's very obvious that he did. However, here's something that is fascinating, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the creation story that really expounds on how man was created um, is in Genesis chapter two, right? Yes. And so he, he forms Adam, right? Now, out of the dust of the ground. Out of the dust of the ground. He forms Adam. And then the Bible says that he gave Adam a job, and that was to name all the cattle, all the birds, all the beasts of the field, right? Yep. And said so Adam was doing this. He said, the Bible says there in verse 20 of chapter 2 that there was not a helper found comparable to Adam. In other words, there was no, no beast, no animal, no creeping, no living thing on earth that was like Adam. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep. So dog is man's best friend, but it just, just doesn't quite cut it, does it? <laughs> exactly, exactly. And so the Bible tells us that that's when the process of woman being created was. Now, I want to just emphasize, not Eve, woman, and we'll see this. In verse 21, it says, And the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept. And he took one of his ribs, closed up the flesh in his place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made into a woman, and he brought her to the man. Now, in verse 23, he's the thing that jumped out at me. Mm, Adam now is given the job to name this person that God had made. Okay. And so Adam looks at her and he says, Whoa, <laughs> this is now bone of my bones, flesh of my flesh. And he gives her a name. It says, She shall be called woman. Because she was taken out of man. So he gives her the name Isha, right? Which is essentially just the name for man, but a feminine version of it. 
even in English, the word woman comes from white man, right? Um, and so she essentially, by naming her woman, gave her the position of honor and dominion that God had entrusted him. Essentially, this is the female version of me. Mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm, yep, yep. And so she's the thing that jumped at me. Oh, that, I was I was listening this, to this with bated breath, thinking he's going to get all the feminists stirred up here in a minute, and we're all going to be calling in. Okay, but no, no, no. It's only like a dirty word in the new days, but that was a position of honor because the highest ranking person that in, in Earth at that time was man. Mm-hmm. And, and then when when Adam sees this this new person that's been that's been created from him, he says, "Whoa." You are the lady me. You are the female version of me. You are woman, right? Yes. And so that's her name. Different but equal. Exactly, exactly. Um, And that's why in the Bible it says they have dominion. They were to take, right? So because Adam entrusted with her and God created with her to be different but equal, for sure. Now, here's where it kind of gets kind of cool. It's like, well, where did we get Eve from then? Mm-hmm. Right, because according to the Bible so far, what's her name? Woman. Woman, exactly. And so the next part of the Bible here goes and tells us that essentially, you know, they were naked and unashamed. In other words, that they felt like they could be completely and fully known, yet completely and fully loved. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There was no shame in, in any aspect of them. And then chapter three comes along. And we know in chapter 3, this is what many people call the fall of humanity, right? And so Eve's walking along the garden and she starts talking to the serpent. Wait, 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 wait. wait. You, just, you, just, you just said Eve. Oh, oh, you're right. Woman. And it's true in the text there. In fact, in verse, in chapter 3, I'm glad you called uh, me up on uh, that. All right, all right. All right. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Genesis 3 right now. I've got to, I've got to check you out on this <laughs> it's one. It's on. <laughs> in Genesis 3, it says, The serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord had made. And he said to the woman, as God indeed said, you should not eat of every tree. And so we know woman is now here in this conversation with the serpent. And we know the story. She gets deceived, right? Mm -hmm. She takes what God has told them not to take. And she partakes in that. And then she also, according to the Bible, gave to her husband, Adam, to eat as well, right? Yes, yep. Now, the moment that happened, the Bible says in verse 7, then the eyes of both of them were open and they knew that they were naked. Right? So they try to make coverings for themselves. And and then as the story goes, God starts coming down to them and they hear the sound of the Lord walking in the garden. And Adam and his wife, according to the Bible in verse 7, hid themselves, right? Mm Mm-hmm. So for the first time, they're feeling something they've never felt before, shame. Sure. They're feeling nakedness. What, they've, they've hit that place where they no longer feel like they can be fully known and be fully loved. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus starts this interviewing with Adam. And it says, the Lord called to Adam and said to him, where are you? And Adam replies and he says, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. And then Jesus says, Who told you you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree which I have commanded you not to eat? Now, don't miss Adam's answer here. It says, the man said, the woman whom you gave to me, 
to be with me, pardon me, she gave me of the tree. According to Adam, who did he blame for his mistake? Well, he blames he blames the woman. 100%. He throws her under the bus. Yeah. Right? So, he's, hey, hey, Adam, did you eat this? Whoa, whoa, hold up. The woman that you gave me, she gave well, me. Well, actually, this. he blames God, doesn't he? Very much. Because if you hadn't, if you hadn't given me this say, woman, well, I wouldn't be in this trouble. Me this one. Exactly. Exactly. And he turns to the woman, and, and, and woman responds very honestly. She says, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Oh, okay. I saw something honest. I haven't seen before. Yeah, 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 right. She Keep owns going. it. She's like, look, the serpent deceived me, and I ate. Uh-huh. And then the Lord says to the serpent, and he, he, he curses the serpent here, right? But then in verse 15, you have the gospel the first entrance of the gospel, right? We know it as the gospel prophecies, the prophecy yes. that Jesus will come one day mm-hmm. and destroy Satan, right? He will destroy the one who destroyed them. And he says, I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your seed and her seed. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. And probably, law man. In the future, it'd probably be a good time, good uh, good thing to expound on this prophecy for oh. the listeners. I think they'd love it. Absolutely, yeah. Maybe we'll keep that aside for a uh, for a, for another section there, Boris. You can put something together for yeah. us. Now, now check this out, right? Yep. And so, to the woman, he multiplies the sorrows in her birth. Right? He gives her her curses. Mm-hmm. To Adam, he now curses curse changes Adam's situation because of the curse of sin. And says, because you have heeded the voice of your wife. Now, don't miss this. Is Jesus here disagreeing with Adam's reason? Okay, say that again. So, Jesus asked Adam, God asked Adam, mm-hmm. hey, why did you eat? He's like, the woman that you gave me, yeah, yep. she gave it to me to eat. Now, Jesus doesn't disagree with him here. He says, okay. Well, because you have heeded the voice of your wife. Okay. He's saying, all right, let's go with your reason. Yep, yep. Because you listened to her, though. Yep. Uh Curse is the ground for your sake. In toil, you should eat of it. His life has just become multiple times worse, yeah? Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Now, here's a question, and here's the thing that hit me, and this is kind of coming to the punchline of it all. In verse 20, we're not going to read it yet, but in verse 20, Adam renames his wife. Okay. All right. Yep. In verse 20, he mm-hmm. changes woman's name. Mm-hmm. Now, I've got a question for you, Lyle, mate. Be honest here. If your wife has just caused you to lose paradise, in your mind, right, in your mind, mm-hmm. has caused you to lose dominion, has made your life a hundred times fold worse, and now you had the chance to rename her, what name would you give her? Okay, it depends whether I really believe (laughs) this or not, because I think if I was honest with myself, I would say, well, it wasn't my wife that caused me to do this. Nobody can force me to do anything. You know, every decision I make is my decision. But if I was was self-deceived... Okay, so let's let's say that I was self-deceived to the point where I actually thought it's all her fault. Yeah. Right? Because when you think about it, it was Eve that Eve's actions brought sin into planet Earth. 
yep. but it was Adam's action, actions that gave it to the whole world. 100%. 100%. Yeah. And that's, okay. that's a profound thought. However, from the text that we have, which way is Adam thinking at the moment? Okay, so if I'm a sinful human being and I'm self-deceived to the point where I think that it's actually her fault, it's all her fault, then, uh, yeah, I might not come up with such a nice name. Uh, let's, let's not now, go there. I feel, I feel Adam was at that place because, listen, I kind of, I might be wrong here, but I kind of feel like if I was face-to-face with God, I probably wouldn't try to lie to him. Sure. And so I think Adam here is genuinely saying why he ate. Well, because of her. And now as a result of because of her, and even God says to him, well, because you listened to her, curse, 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 life's a hundredfold worse. Now, if I was to rename my wife in that situation, it'd probably be stripping her of the authority that I gave her before. Maybe, maybe I would rename her to a name that means the deceived one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe I'd rename her to the one that brought forth sin, right? Sure, Something sure. like that. Now, look at verse 20. Look at what happens, and this is crazy to me. In verse 20, it says, And Adam called his wife's name. So he's renaming her here. Yeah. And Adam called his wife's name Eve, because she was the mother of all living. Now, Eve means life or life giver. Yep, yep, yep. Now, I want you to think about that. According to the story so far, according to Adam, death entered the world because of her. This curse has come because of her. She's brought it into his life. She gave to him to eat. She, and then he, he just hears from God that his life is going to be a hundred times worse. And then he comes to rename her and he gives her the name life. That's amazing. Not death. That's not amazing. Deceived. And my question here was then, when I came across this, was why? And here's why, Lyle. Here's yep. why. You got 30 seconds. Because, Tell us why. Because of the prophet, prophet, gospel prophecy of Genesis 3.15, in verse 3.15. Yes. The very one, now don't miss this, the mm-hmm. very one mm-hmm. whom Adam blamed for the fall, he was now to look for for deliverance. That's amazing because she would give birth to Jesus Christ, the Messiah. Exactly. Thank you so the much for sharing that profound thought would there. would be power to vanquish. God gave through her. And so right there, that's the effect of the gospel. If Jesus says it, we believe it. Savior, I surrender.
is horrible. It tears apart relationships and happiness and only leads to pain. On the other hand, selflessness is refreshing and brings peace. I'm David Stojic, counselor and pastor of Living Abundantly Adventist Church. We are hosting speaker Denny Milenkov to provide a scriptural perspective on this topic. We will learn about the most selfless person and the healing he has brought to millions. Join us at 10 a.m. Saturday, September 15 at the Vorbro Community Center. Visit discoverhopeseries.com for more. Lift your head, little one. Lift your eyes to see the sun. Lift your heart and burden soul. Oh, rejoice in hope. Lift your head. Little one, lift your eyes to see the sun, lift your heart and burn soul, oh rejoice in hope.
Faith FM, positively different radio.